Good morning and welcome everyone. My name is Mickey and we're glad you're all here. Just a few things to remember before we start. First, this is not an AA meeting. It's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong as described on page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solution found in the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded and it's being streamed live on Facebook. Woohoo, we're out there. Also, please remember that this is not an all share meeting, rather it's a question and answer for Paul on uh, his take of the 12 steps. For details on all of Paul's events, his story, Under Arrest, his books, those fabulous elusive t-shirts and past events videos, check out his website, zenbitchslap.com. So to get things underway, I've selected a little passage from the AA Big Book and then I'll hand it over to Paul. Today, um, we're gonna go back to one of the stories in the big book, um, how to hand our, I learned how to handle sobriety. Uh, and I'm going to page 558. This is the last story in the book. And um, I think that there are, a few things that might get Paul's going today. Uh, on page 558, it reads, all these things and many more AA gave me. Or let me start at the paragraph before. As sober days grew into sober months and then into sober years, a new and beautiful life began to emerge from the shambles of my former existence. The relationship between my wife and me was restored to a love and happiness that we had not known even before my alcoholism became acute. She no longer weeps in the night. As our children grew up, I was able to be a father to them when they most needed one. My company advanced me rapidly once my reliability was established again. Regaining my health, I became an avid jogger, sailor, and skier. All these things and many more AA gave me. But above all, it taught me how to handle sobriety. I have learned how to relate to people. Before AA, I could never do that comfortably without alcohol. I have learned to deal with disappointments and problems that once would have sent me right to the bottle. I have come to realize that the same, that the name of the game is not so much to stop drinking as to stay sober. Alcoholics can stop drinking in many places and many ways, but Alcoholics Anonymous offers us a way to stay sober. 
God willing, we members of AA may never have to deal with drinking, but we have to deal with sobriety every day. How do we do it? By learning through practicing the 12 steps and through sharing at meetings, how to cope with the problems that we looked to booze to solve back in our drinking days. For example, we are told in AA that we cannot afford resentments and self-pity, so we learn to avoid these festering mental attitudes. Similarly, we rid ourselves of guilt and remorse as we clean out the garbage from our minds through the fourth and fifth steps of our recovery program. We learn how to level out the emotional swings and get into that got us into trouble, both when we were up and we were down. And when we were down, we are taught to differentiate between our wants, which are never satisfied, and our needs, which are always provided for. We cast off the burdens of the past and the anxieties of the future as we begin to live in the present one day at a time. We are granted the serenity to accept the things we cannot change and thus lose our quickness to anger and our sen sensitivity to criticism. Above all, we reject fantasizing and accept reality. The more I drank, the more I fantasized everything. I imagined getting even for hurts and rejections. In my mind's eye, I played and replayed scenes which I was plucked magically from the bar where I stood nursing a drink and was instantly exalted to some position of power and prestige. I lived in a dream world. AA led me gently from this fantasizing to embrace reality with open arms, and I found it beautiful. For at last I was at peace with myself and with others and with God. Ta-da! Does that well, give you anything to go by, Paul? Sure, honey. You never disappoint with your readings. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> All right, so good morning. Paul Alcoholic, thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, this is, he's just witnessing the effects and changes that happen when we submit ourselves to the, influence of the power whatever you want to call it uh through the uh the mechanisms of recovery and again uh what we're speaking of today every time is not uh about changing the steps or the traditions or the way of life that AA offers. It's about seeing uh, the, the commonality of the problem and recognizing it's not a personal thing in a sense. Because if, you know, 
if the thoughts that I called my own, a lot of people have, that should dispute this own sense of ownership of the thoughts. Yeah, that's the next obvious recognition. And, uh, you know, I used to use the, I like the term of using uh, a Petri, uh, you know, the pH factor of a condition of a body. So if the body is acidic, then certain things the the body uh, craves that actually reinforce or, or actually uh, grow in an acidic condition. Yeah, so that's sort of a life of active alcoholism and addiction or the bondage of self. We're in, we're living in certain conditions that uh, minimize a lot of qualities and emphasize other ones. Yeah. And basically in that acidic condition, certain things that we may not like thrive. Yeah. And so AA is a way of changing that pH to an alkaline, let's say, where now the conditions you're living in don't, uh, aren't so attractive to resentments and shit like that. And basically you start seeming, you start living uh, uh, in the freedom of that. Now, I know it's the language, but the language always assumes that it's you doing it every step of the way. I don't see this. I go to more like at that last page when he's describing something, that would be what, like Kurt says, it's self-imposed. So this, this, uh, all this yapping about something isn't him, and it's not him that stopped yapping. Yeah, it's a head playing to him. Obviously, doesn't it feel like you play the role of the audience, and there's a show going on? Something is trying to convince something in there. Yeah. If you were that, why would there be any needing to convince something of that? Yeah, you would just fucking live that way. But I'll tell you, the head seems to be quite busy selling you a lot of unsellable goods most of the day. And it's fucking great at it because it has you convinced or has me convinced that my whole house is has rugs in every room when it's the hardwood floors. I don't need a vacuum, so to speak. I don't need a rug cleaner if I don't have any rugs. So this idea of describing, all right, I outgrew this, I did that, I did that, in a sense, it's still a bondage of self, in my feeling, yeah? So, you know, uh, we reject fantasizing and accept reality. Don't you find yourself in a position of neutrality? It's not like you rejected it and you were affirming it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that we're the doer of the bad or the good. I don't. I don't believe we're the ones that got us fucked up and we're the ones that get us unfucked up. I don't believe that. Yeah, I believe there was a lower power in my life, let's call it this bondage of self, that attracted a certain mental disease called alcoholism that amplifies its defects. Yeah. So instead of having self-centeredness, I'm in an extreme version of self-centeredness. Yeah. The alcoholism isn't the extreme version of self-centeredness. It causes the extreme version. The, the, the potential's there by the bondage of self. Alcohol just amplifies it, yeah? So al alcoholism gives life to certain things, sort of like resentments, because we live under the idea that they're mine, and then a resentment can live for 50 years off of us. It doesn't have that ability. 
It doesn't. We give it to them. So, and I feel the language really, really keeps applying that I never, you know, how calls them never had me. I have it. Now I don't have it. I don't see it that way. I think something had me. The conditions of my life were changed sufficiently where it doesn't have me anymore. Yeah. The potential's there, but it doesn't have me. It can't complete its mission because something has occurred. And I don't think I did it. I don't. I don't. I feel so. I, I did a lot of stuff that allowed something else to do for me what I couldn't do for myself. Not once in, a, in 10 years, but a frequent condition. Yeah. Because I had those miraculous demonstrations. I got struck sober. So I, that just didn't stay in the rare phenomena box. I saw a principle in it. I saw that something can do for me what I can't do for myself. So what's the next natural move? Expand on what I can't do for myself. Yeah. So if I was sharing the same thing, I wouldn't frame it this way. I wouldn't say I reject this. Now I have the ability not to follow that thought. I don't believe so. I believe the, the ability I have isn't based on me. Yeah. It's given to me. Yeah. And I had a long time where I wasn't seemingly available because there was previous conditions. Yeah. That would not allow these possibilities of being free from the bondage of self. Yeah. So the program, I submitted myself to it because I knew I was fucked. Yeah. Seriously. that forced humility, like I can't pull this off. Like he says, I agree with the idea of staying sober. That's the whole key. A day being sober was what was scary for me. I could get loaded and fucking overdose and have the cops after me, but staying sober was a real, real, real challenge. Yes. So this is what happened. I stay, this is about not drinking. It was about, I couldn't live sober. I needed to change my feelings a lot because I believed all these feelings the head was telling me I had. <laughs> really, I did. I believed I was in much worse condition than I was, completely, yeah? I believed there was no way out when there was a way out, yeah? I only see thought, see things in one way and I was fed a story. I was fed a story. It's not my story. I was fed a story, yeah? And I adapted, and then there was an identification as that, and it became my story. And it almost fucking killed me, yeah. And there's pride in being a junkie. There is, there's pride everywhere, yeah. So, yeah, that's, the, that's what I feel we can offer. Not another exposition of the steps. They're great, but they don't need to be changed. What I... I don't feel we've ever had a clear diagnosis of the root of the problem. I just don't. We knew all of its effects, but it was very vague. Is it ego? Is it this? And what does ego actually even mean? What does self actually mean? Yeah. Yet self is pronounced uh, probably the most used word in the big book. Yeah. Yet it's vague. What is it? What's self? What's, what the hell is it? Or what it isn't is great, which is it isn't you. And it isn't me. That's the most important knowledge is it's not you. Yeah, because that's where its knowledge becomes our knowledge through our identification as it. 
And that's why it says self-knowledge avails us nothing. It doesn't say knowledge avails us nothing. It says self-knowledge avails us nothing. Yeah? That little self that comes before a lot of words we don't like, like pity, you know, self-immolation, self-hate. So there's a whole lot of shit that seems to be the tail of the beast called self. Yeah? So we figure if we wag the tail enough, we're going to throw it off. No. You got to get rid of the dog, so to speak. Yeah. And maybe you're the dog. And that's why there's a, you never get to the possibility of getting rid of it because it would include getting rid of you. And that's not a, in the mental landscapes, that's, that doesn't look, that's not that attractive. But if you see it's not you, there's a freedom from it. There is. Yeah. There's a freedom from it. Because let's say you reject fantasizing and all this. The next day you could accept it. Yeah? Because that's how our conditions go, doesn't it? One day I have the ability to reject. Then the next day it doesn't seem I have any ability at all to reject. And then I'm totally defeated. What's defeating me? Not the thing that I'm rejecting or not rejecting. It's the idea of me. Me, me, me. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about it. I, this, we're not changing fucking thing. The principles are sound, everything works. I just feel where the real, real uh, infusion of light would be, would be concerning the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. There's been a light, a lot of light shed on the steps. There's a lot of expositions and books and people, you know, seminars. You can learn a whole lot, but the steps stay the steps, yes? But where is a clear description of the root of the problem? Is it alcohol? No. Is it drugs? No. Is it what then? Where does the problem reside? In the head. So do you have a a tumor in your head that's alcoholic? No, you don't. It's an activity, yes? You can't take an x-ray of it. You can't, you can't isolate it and say, there's the thing, because it's us, really. Yeah, it's an activity that, that is in the comprehensive definition of us, seeing, hearing, thinking, feeling, yeah, not just this little thing, yeah, that you post pictures of on Instagram all day. It's a much bigger situation, yes? So the problem resides in the mind. The mind seems active, doesn't it? Quite a lot. So I would say the problem probably has the nature of an activity. Yeah. It can't be a thing in there. You can't see it. So it's it's moving. It's an activity. Yeah. So let's call it selfing. What is that activity? It's of a mental one. And I would say it's presented in the thought system, what we're listening to. It affects our perceptions, so that affects how we see things. I don't mean the mountain from the tree, but someone's, you know, look on their face, we take it to be, you know, they're out to get me, you know what I mean? It's insane. So it affects the perceptions, it's in the thought system, it plays around with emotions. You, most of us don't even know the difference between anxiety and excitement, yeah? It just slaps a name on something and tells you, oh, that's anxiety. 
the same thing, the next day it may say, that's excitement. We, we don't seem to have much of, of a clue. We go live a day and we don't know actually really what happened. And we get home and we wait for the head to tell us, you had a bad day today, Paul. Oh, great. Thank you. Weren't you in the day and you would know? No, I just put, I gave up that possibility years ago. I'm just waiting for it to be told. Yeah. How I am, how you are, how I'm going to be, how you're going to be. It's freaking this thing's playing God. And then we bitch about it. Yeah. We bitch about it, but we don't see it clearly. I don't, you know, so I'm just putting it out. I could be completely wrong, but I don't even care. Because the relief, I don't care if the guy who brought me the water was wearing a zebra jacket or a fucking Pierre Gardin suit. I don't care. I wanted the water. That was the point. Yes. So I don't care if I'm fooling myself. Hallelujah. This whole place is about being fooled. Yeah. So let's fool it in, in like an expansive, relieving, enjoying peace kind of fool. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when a thought is seen as yours instead of my, as seen as just a thought or my thought? It's hugely different, yes. That should give us a hint. There's an interpretation being offered, yeah? It comes through thought, but there's an implying how we see the thoughts as we're the owner of it. That's when we become the star of the interpretation. And a lot of us, it's quite uncomfortable and we want to get out of the role, but we want to get out of the role as the role, which is self can't get out of self. That explains that whole situation. Yes. So how, where, how are we going to have freedom from self realizing we're not in it? Yes. Not trying another form of getting out of it, realizing you're not in it. What's being described to you as you ain't you. Yeah, there's a possibility that you're something much different than you're imagining. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have eyes to see. And if you don't have eyes to see, there's glasses that are being offered. You can have an understanding that will bring about this vision. You will see it. You will see the thoughts aren't yours. You'll see what used to call your alcohol, your thoughts and your feelings are alcoholic thoughts and feelings shared by many. And then that impert, that personalness will drain off and you'll see it for what it is. And it ain't you. Yeah. That's the freedom from the bondage of self, not freaking learning how to reject shit, because if you do, you're going to forget and you're going to not reject shit. Yeah. If you believed you attained something, you're going to sit a lot in a lot of anxiety about losing it. You will, because that's how the head works yeah if you think you achieve something you think you can unachieve it yes it's all on you constantly isn't it all the weights on you it's like that guy going in the train in that example and uh from this teacher ramana mahashi this guy's walking around and he has the destination he's got this huge bag and his only hope is when i get to the destination i'll be relieved of this bag yes and it's a long walk and he doesn't know any better and some guy sees him and says hey you're just around the corner from the train station 
and that destination, a train goes there. So why don't you just go take the train? Yeah, be much easier. So the guy goes, okay. Now this guy has given advice to other people and he knows he can't just leave the message at that point. He's got to follow the guy on the train. Yeah. So the guy goes to the train, buys a ticket, gets on it, and he's standing on the in the train holding the bag still. So the guy comes over to him and says, bro, you can put the bag down. The train is taking you and the bag. Yeah. Your responsibility is over. Just put the fucking bag down. Yeah. He couldn't see because he did it before and he only told the person about the train. And then he didn't realize they carried the bag the whole freaking time. (sighs) That's insane. So look up, see if you're carrying a heavy bag, put it down. Yeah, the train, the train's not just taking you, it's taking you and the bag. <laughs> so, yes, that's my riff. I just hope, you know, hmm, well, yeah. Yeah, you know, we the idea is in our community. That's really the only thing I could have hoped for. Yeah, we've been sharing this for 30 years or something. It's in there. So <laughs> that's the job. I'm already retired. Yeah, yeah. The mission's already been completed. Now, if it grows or doesn't grow, it's not a, that's, I have nothing to do with that. I just showed up and put it out there. <laughs> that was the, the cedar sign. Yeah. And I realized I got to go on the train <laughs> and tell the people, yeah, you can put it down. You know what I mean? You can't just give the message. You sort of got to have a follow up because the, <laughs> the head's going to make it something. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to include itself in the story of its own absence. <laughs> That's what it's going to do. It's amazing. <laughs> so yeah so but that's the clarity of the understanding that we seem to be able to find on page 64 huh yes yes i mean i think it's right in there you could say almost in right slab in the middle of the the working part of the book, yeah, it's right there. Right. Yeah. Being convinced, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Now, do we have to see it exactly how Bill W sees it? No, we don't. Yeah, we're the readers of the book. We're giving the meaning now. The book is an alive book. It's based on the person who's reading it that brings the life in out of it. Yes. It's one of those books that's an alive book. Yeah. And as it says in the, you know, a vision for us, this power is going to constantly real, you know, reveal shit. And these people who started it re- knew but a little. And other people are going to get more downloads and basically, hopefully, we'll put it back into the community. Yeah. Yeah. So. Here you go. You could be one of the parts of that event happening right now. 
So, all right, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for the message. Um, you know, I, I just this week, I, I was able to start going back into uh, the men's prison here in Chowchilla. And, um, and I'm, I, I just get a thrill at being able to express this message uh, to the inmates to give them a little bit more freedom. And, and it, it just overjoys me. It warms my heart. And I thank you for bringing this message. Yes. You know, uh, just to riff a little, Mickey, when I was younger, uh, before AA, I got involved with a spiritual group when I was 19, 20. And we were introduced to meditation techniques. And I really uh, were, was into these techniques of meditation. They were bringing me and opening up possibilities that uh, without it, I wasn't seeing. Yeah. So it was obvious I had, I thought it was quite valuable. And then when I had a chance to go to Rikers Island, this prison in uh, outside of Queens in New York, I jumped at it because I said, all right, these guys are incarcerated. A lot of the possibility of being physically free, emotionally free has been quite subdued. But what about, you know, a way out through meditation? I would see what that seems to make so much complete sense. So let's start having meditation classes at the prison. It just made, there was no, oh, do you think this, it just made, it was completely super logical. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, it was super logical that, yeah, I'm in, I'm in prison. I can't go anywhere. So what about if there's something I could do that could bring about a sort of peace? not based on external situations. Fuck, yeah. I mean, do you need to go over that and ponder it? It just made total sense. So here we are in a community. We have a daily reprieve. And then, all right, the daily reprieve from the drinking and using, but what other reprieves are available daily? Yeah. Maybe we could have a reprieve from the exact nature of the wrong. Maybe we could have a reprieve from the causes and conditions. Yeah. Not just the alcohol, the drinking and the using, but to the point where we get a new attitude and a new outlook. And I start from a sense of satisfaction and contentment instead of fucking ravenous urge and like uh, fucking just psychotic. Yeah. So. I mean, all right, now we've got the basic gift. We have a daily reprieve, but what can we make out of that? Well, I don't want to have what I can make out of it. I want to have what it can make out of it, yeah? That which I'd call or deem the higher power. I want to see what it can do based on this daily reprieve. Yeah, And I have been shocked into wonder and awe by watching what it does to people in the program and it myself included yeah so i have come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to a lot of conditions not just sanity concerning the first drink but 
a lot of other conditions. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. The head always wants to put a ceiling on everything. It does. Well, it wants this? to put a kibosh on growth. It says, all right, I'll begrudgingly let you grow, but now not past six feet, not past this. Yes. It wants to play God constantly. I was just rushing out there. I had to stop for a second. I was leaving the body condition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not appropriate right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Mickey. Isn't, isn't all this uh, where we begin to rely on infinite source rather than finite self? For sure, yeah. And, you know, the relying on it uh, may express differently, but the sense is pretty close, yeah? So everyone has, you know, you have an intimacy with something and... Yeah, it's like an invisible love affair, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. You feel a huge influence, but you it doesn't physically appear, but it appears through the through physicalities. And uh, yeah, yeah. I just got a little too stoned right there. I have to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> been there <laughs> you don't want to see the first transcendence in zoom <laughs> oh you missed it uh -oh. <laughs> i blinked <laughs> You want to take over, Mickey? Okay. Do we have any questions for Paul or comments? Raise your little uh, video hey. hands and. Oh, there's Kurt. Let's let's ask Kurt to unmute. Mute. Hey. I was laughing because um, you you reminded me of something Thomas Merton was asked. Thomas Merton was a kind of a Catholic mystic in the 60s, 70s, right? And somebody asked him one time, he said, what's it going to be like when you get to heaven? And he goes, well, I'm not sure. He said, there won't be much of me there. And I was, <laughs> I was thinking of that when you were talking about that. It's like, it's such the, such the, uh, um, what was the name of that book? The ending of the self-improvement. <laughs> the ending. That's the end of self-improvement. Yeah, the ending of self-improvement. You know. <laughs> no, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on with and spending your time with us, Paul. Thanks, buddy. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>
<laughs> the ending <laughs> self improvement. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, it's like the urban renewal project yeah, that's right, right. <laughs> it's going to be cancelled anyway but it's nice to have it cancelled before it's cancelled so to speak <laughs> yeah. how can you enjoy a meal when you're moving yeah. you're constantly moving Enjoying peace of mind is having, it's not a newfound ability. It was a never lost ability. Now it's become obvious where you can enjoy peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. You can step Appreciating off. Appreciating what we are, huh? And everything. I mean, I'm just, I live in here now where I live for going on the fifth year. I like birds and there's this, uh, I like woodpeckers a lot for some reason. There's a very large woodpecker group that comes here once a year. They're migratory. So I just saw them for the first time. The big female. Yeah. It's the first time. So that was like, uh, yeah, that's very cool to appreciate that. Yeah, so they're out in the yard and yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> A new pair of glasses. I, I'm, I follow the migratory patterns of certain birds. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to today. I didn't know it was going to be today. Yeah, but now I do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Who's going to enjoy peace for you? Yeah. Who's going to enjoy peace for you? Yeah. It's found on the... People, people could talk to you blue in their face describing what peace is like uh if you never enjoyed it there's no way all you can end up with is a concept after that lunch yeah but if you've had the sense of peace when the person's singing the glory of it you can sort of silently chime in as the chorus yeah because you now have a sense of it in other words you're talking from something that's true for you. Yeah. 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 You ever hear people, old time people in AA, they've been changed. And sometimes and when they talk, you can hear it in them. They've, something has changed them. And you can hear it. They have some solidness when they share. Yeah. They're not hoping to get something out of a mental grasping. They've been changed. Yeah. We're under that effect now. We're being changed. That's being given the new direction in life, huh? 
Well, look at what you were doing out there when you were loaded. The head was playing God and was trying constantly to change how you felt. So now you're under another uh, metamorphosis, but something is directing the change and it's not a mental condition. And see the truth in it. I mean, this, the changes in this, in this way last, they don't need to constantly be reinforced. The highest form of maintenance of a spirit's condition is being a spirit's condition. So basically the changes become sufficient enough that your direction is changed forever. You're moving towards the infinite instead of up the ass of the finite self. There right. you go. Chris has his hand want, up, Paul. Did you want to yeah. go on? No, no, I'm just going off. <laughs> you want to see what Chris has to, to uh, say yes, this yeah. morning? Yes, yes, sure. Hi, Chris Alcoholic. Thanks, Paul. Uh, I, I wanted to... Uh, um, I wanted to ask if uh, um, you could expound on uh, um, being free of self as self. Um, <clears throat> if uh, being free as being free from self as self. Yeah, you you, you often you often talk about <clears throat> the inability to be free from self as self. And I'm wondering yeah, if you, you um, uh, could kind of expound on that a little bit. Well, yeah, if you get the experience of being free from self as self, you've probably gotten it through paying a lot of money for a controlled environment. <laughs> and that peace goes away as soon as the control environment is not controlled, yeah. Yes. So you can have a sense of being free as self, but you probably paid like $5,000 for it and a 10 day retreat in the middle of Costa Rica somewhere with everything controlled and maintained. So nothing seems to bother you. But most people can't live in a 10 day retreat for the rest of their life in Costa Rica. Yeah. So basically, free from the bondage of self will save you a lot of cash, a lot of ways. And then when you go to Costa Rica, you may just like Costa Rica, but you'll be free going there and you'll be free when you're there and you'll be free after you leave. Yeah, because you're clear and it's not may not look like what your head thinks looks like free. <laughs> yeah, but you will have a, a substantial uh, emphasis on the infinite instead of the finite self. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people want to be free as self from self and it costs them, you know, some people pay 60,000 bucks and some other people do whatever. Yes. Or they try to meditate 18 hours in a row or whatever. So maybe there's a, a possibility of getting a, 
a sense of being free from self with time as a quality, or there's freedom from the bondage of self, which is the freedom is not of time. It expresses in time, but it's not of time and it may not demand much from you. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, that's how I would say it right now. <laughs> not always cases, but you know, isn't that what a lot of people are doing now? They're, they're going into spiritual vacations and I don't see many people setting up uh, retreats in Hoboken, New Jersey and shit. They're usually in beautiful like, locations and everything's controlled. The food is presented. You get foot massages and shit like that. You can feel pretty good as a self there. Yeah. But then <clears throat> there's, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't live hermetically sealed, so to speak. <laughs> Maybe you can. You can try it. I've never had the wherewithal to try it for long. But I needed more like a dog shit awareness type of freedom, which is just uh, seeing what you're not as what you're not, not <laughs> looking from what you're not as what you are, seeing what you're not as what you're not. And uh, losing interest in everything else, really. I don't care if I'm free or I'm not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> uh, about a half hour ago, I could have been free. I could. Have, I felt like I was leaving the body yeah, for a little, for a minute or two. <laughs> you could have witnessed it on Zoom. <laughs> I could have passed away and fell down, and you'd still be waiting for me to come back from the bathroom. I'm never coming back. <laughs> So yeah, I think uh, self can't get out of self is self-explanatory. You must have felt it. It just describes most of my antics was me trying to get out of me. <laughs> I could feel like I was successful temporarily or in very maintained or controlled uh, conditions. Yeah. It looked like I was successful but it was based on a lot of outside conditions. That's not success, really. Yeah. There's peace and conditional peace. Yes, there's, yeah. Conditional peace usually has a, an expiration date and time. And then peace is like, you've lost interest in peace, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not shooting for peace today. <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know that's what i'm saying today right now that's what came to me as soon as you said self uh having the freedom from self as self is usually uh a financial proposition lately yeah it's gonna entail some traveling <laughs> It may to be Peru, it may be somewhere, but you're going somewhere. <laughs> it can't be in Novato, California. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm not going to find peace exactly where I am. No way. 
I always have to travel somewhere or something. <laughs> Maybe climb altitude. You know, I've got to make some effort to make it important. Yeah? And, you know, play out the whole scene. <laughs> There's nothing like being with a number of people who are enjoying the freedom of self as a self. <laughs> it creates incredible bonds until the retreat's over. And then, it, <laughs> then you forget them like yesterday's news. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being cynical, who knows? Remember there was a, a thing, they, these people wrote a book called The Secret. And it was really based on the law of attraction, right? Which is thousands of years old, but they maybe fluffed it up, had a book, made a documentary, got a whole new consumer base. And so some people, one of the people who played a role in that, <clears throat> he had set up these retreats and I think they were $60,000 or something, maybe 30,000. And he would set up all these things and they'd have a uh, uh, Native American sweats on them at these retreats. They didn't take people's medical condition into, uh, into uh, they didn't regard them and uh, two or three ladies died in this sweat. So they had paid $60,000 to die in a sweat really. Yeah, now that's not what they thought they were gonna get from that, yeah? And maybe just an hour before the sweat, they were experiencing the freedom from self as self, a temporary one, yeah? So we're, we'll go to such extremes to be free as self from self. Yeah, we will, extreme, yeah? I can see in most cases it could be seen as a bondage of self, yeah? That strong desire to be free as self is another form of the bondage of self. We're not talking about that here. We're talking about seeing what is the platform for those drives as not us. So maybe those drives won't have much play in your life anymore. Maybe you've done enough to see exactly what it can show you, which is it's failed. Yeah. It's like every savior is going to fail you because you actually don't need to be saved. Yeah. What you are is already what you are. There's not going to be a better version of it. Yeah. That's my opinion. So. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know if that helped or not. Neither do I. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my, my video got my video got disabled there, so I wasn't uh, trying to like anyway. Ah. I, couldn't, I couldn't turn it back on. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> something did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves it turned off your uh, volume self uh, <laughs> self <laughs> disabled myself that's good
That's good. It's so intent on hearing, it, it can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a nice day. Thanks, Chris. We can go over it again. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have a couple more hands up. Are you ready for them, Paul? No, but go ahead. Okay, well, here comes Bill and Kathleen. Uh, Bill and Kathleen. I don't know if I can take a one-two punch. Well, you got two you for the price of one right now. <laughs> All right, bring it on. Yeah, that you know. First, uh, I really appreciate you know your your message. The message that you give uh, comes through you. Um, it, it's helped me immensely to kind of marry uh, non-dual with my AA experience, which is about sixteen years now. Um, it's helped. It's helped give me a lot of clarity with a lot of things. But I, there's something I just wanted to share that just popped up at, during this uh, this group um, and. Yeah, I was about one year in, uh, I think it was my first year in recovery. And uh, this, this old guy come up to me after the meeting and he said, um, somebody was there and they had, a, they were celebrating their 30 year anniversary or something. He said, you want um, 30, you want to be, you want 30 years of sobriety? And I said, yeah, yeah. And he said, what the hell do you want to be 80 years old for? He said, there's nothing you're going to get at 30 years that you don't already have already now. You know, he said everything, there's nothing that you're, there's nothing. To, he said, I forget the exact words, but the message I got was everything there ever is to ever get. I already have, which is kind of the message of, uh, of the non-dual path. And I, and something, it's almost like he said that it, that message landed somewhere really hard in me because I had been hearing things in in, uh, in meetings like um, time is things I must earn and time takes time and you got to have five years before you get your marbles and then another five years at 10 years to play with your marbles. And there was all this time based, like some magical thing was going to happen at some time in the future when I'm going to be okay. And and basically that guy told me you're 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 okay now and if I could just accept that now and something in me hit and it changed it changed the whole trajectory of AA uh, my 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 journey to where um, a lot of the uh, uh, sharing that I've done might be uh, considered um, out of conventional norms of what was kind of being shared at the meetings, like the things I just said about, oh, it takes a certain amount of time to get better and this and that, and um, kind of been like a little bit of an AA, I, I call it uh, um, rebel with a lot of sharings. And, and, and you know, and I, I've shared at meetings, a lot of those things I just said about time and this and that, I, I'd always say that's just a bunch of old AA, old wives tales. None of it's even true. And, and I would share that every, you could be fine now. I mean, you're, there's nothing you're going to get. There's nothing that the higher power is going to give you next year that you don't already have, hasn't given you already. It's there if you could just accept it. But um, I don't know. It, it's not so much of a question, but just more like an observation. Something just popped, it just popped up while we were, while I was sitting here with things. And it was, 
and I just it just kind of came back to memory of that time, and it really changed my trajectory of of the so-called spiritual journey or uh, whatever. Um, uh, and just and and it's and it's like taken just it landed back then, but it took about twelve years to really for me to really for something for it to really land, I guess you know. And and attending here and and the non-dual meetings, it it really it's it's just very helpful to me because I don't know many people personally around where I live uh, at meetings that that see it that way. So it's, it's good to, to have some support knowing that there are others in the world besides me that, that see it that way about the, the journey and being there and, and uh, time and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know if that made any sense, but that was it. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's nice to have a community always. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, certain expressions people have seen patterns in growth it's not the source of the growth that's growing it's the expression of that source is growing so people in recovery see patterns and they give it names you know like five years or whatever but it's it's obviously it's not a science but they're not talking about that everything is always a, maybe they are i don't know what they're what they're thinking, but my feeling is all there is is all there is, but the expression of it in time grows and things that weren't expressed maybe earlier, like you just said, when you hear that guy and then 12 years later, that tree gave fruit, so to speak. Yeah. So he planted a seed. It was there. And of course, like, like they say, in the seed is the whole tree, but you don't see the tree in the seed usually. Yes, that's the joy of this experience. It grows and then so it's the same basket, but there's a lot of expressions that come out of it. Yes, and the expressions don't define the size and the depth of that which they're coming from. Yeah, so it's. Uh, yeah. It, you don't there's a thing in the course of miracles about level confusion and so it's easy to confuse uh the level of let's say relative expression with absoluteness yes and uh yeah like we have a, an extreme example of the person's in a f house and the house is on fire and you know i'm not going to go there and tell them there's no house and there's no fire i'm going to tell them where the nearest water is yes that would be the appropriate response yeah and then after the fire's out maybe you can sit with them and go hey man don't you you seem to be at a lot of fires maybe there's some kind of connection yeah yeah but uh to me that there's a statement of you know uh you know, the, the perfect could be the enemy of the good, so to speak. Yes. So the absolute is the absolute. Uh, after a while, if there's a sense of it, you'll stop trying to speak of it relatively. <laughs> you will. You just, and especially in places where they don't want to hear it really so much. 
Yeah, because you can say the same thing, and if it's clothed in recovery, they're into it completely. If it has a Zen cover, they're not. So it's not the message, it's the it's the package, yeah? And you've got to realize that. Some people, so do, do you want to be, you know, super absolutely true with that package or do you want to change the packaging so the message can get through i go with the lab you know the for, the latter yeah you don't what you are speaks louder than what you're going to say yeah so yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's where i've come to with it yeah i haven't been at too many live meetings lately for the but uh Yeah, but it's in our book. I mean, look at it. 64 gives you a very clear uh, direction of how you could do an inventory. I'm not saying that's the only way you can do it, but it's giving you a pretty clear description of what you're doing with an inventory and what you're looking for, which is self's manifestations because they have defeated us. Yeah, and we're going to do an inventory on some of the common ones so that what? So that we can recognize what's defeating us and then bring it to step six and seven. I don't think he was, that reading we had, they were speaking about something attributing it to four and five, but I think it's more six or seven. That's when, that's what, what you see through four and five, you bring it through six and seven. Yeah, to me. That's sort of like the, that's like the garbage day, the garbage, yeah? First you see, you acquire the garbage, you put it out, putting it out would be garbage day, step six and seven, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, but I'm happy everyone's here, <laughs> and uh, that's how I, uh, yeah, certain things I heard, and I never, you know, I, I've heard them many different ways, and then some of them, I've heard them the last way and they haven't, I haven't heard them in any different way for years. Yeah. That's another experience here. You will hear something and then you'll see it, hear it differently, but it's a point where something you'll never hear it different again. It just becomes conclusive. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with that ability to be convinced. So, uh, yeah. You know, I, I feel yeah. like as you were talking, I was, you know, um, I, I reflect back on the, the recovery journey for myself and about the first uh, oh, five years or so, I was, uh, that was when I was more defensive against, you know, when, when someone would share at a meeting something like, uh, oh, it, it takes 10 years to have your marble or whatever, have your marbles. I would feel like I had to say something because I didn't believe that. And here was here, here I'm the new guy, and here's the senior member of AA saying something. And I, I was just like, I gotta know the truth here. You know, is that true or is it not true? And I, it was like I was um for my own sake, I don't know. It, it was like I, I needed to know what's true or not. If that's true or if or if that's not true, yeah. I guess that's yeah. I don't I don't do it so much anymore. I I, I hear the same stuff. It doesn't doesn't bother me anymore but early on it was yeah. like is that guy full of shit or not you know, I, I needed to get that cleared by my own my own head i guess well you can be pretty sure we're all full of shit 
So, <laughs> but, when you, so, but the idea, my friend gave me a saying once, which I like, which is when you're at a meeting, you know, agree or disagree, but just do it silently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, may, it may keep your community standing in a better light. <laughs> So, I, I just keep moving. You know, choose your battles uh, well, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I'm so <laughs> amused. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, 